You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Blues. My name is Steve Lippman, joined as always by Dan Volpone. Dan, well, won't say it. Um, this is once again a No Girls Allowed episode, no producers allowed episode, just me and Danny Ballgame doing a podcast. Uh, no Emily, she is uh, away, and Drew is not here, has better things to do. Uh, it's just us, it's just us, Dan, like old times. Um, I've got a bit of a cold. It's not COVID. I've taken a lot of Binax tests this week, and they're very Binax tests are difficult. They make you twist it around. This is in my act. Twist them around. Anyway, um, Dan, first question for you: uh, What is your favorite? Oh, didn't think of it ahead of time. What is what is your favorite uh, breakfast? I love a good bacon, egg, and cheese. From? Oh, oh that's tough. I mean... And on a... And on what? Anyway, preferably a plain bagel. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think most places do it pretty well. It's hard to mess up. Uh, I like to think I make a pretty good one myself, but... Uh, bodega? Yeah, there is a... Uh, well, we don't have bodega, Steve. I don't live in New York. Oh. Um, but the, uh, there is a place I went around here that had really expensive bagels in South Philly. I forget what it was called, but they had a very good egg sandwich. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really anywhere. It's like, yeah, can't, can't go wrong. Good stuff. Now, let me tell you a quick story. <clears throat> I was uh, at a bachelor party uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. I was at a bar. I was imbibing. I went to the bathroom. As I was in the bathroom, I checked my phone. I load up Twitter. I see a lot of tweets. Uh, about now this was two weeks ago we were off last week we took uh some time off the week before this is when this was happening it was a bachelor party i go to the bathroom load up my phone i uh, load up twitter i see a lot of tweets about tweets and and the tweets say either look at or don't look at doc rivers <laughs> twitter likes now again this feels like it was a while ago and that's because we didn't talk last week now uh, Doc Rivers' Twitter likes are sensitive in nature. Now, Dan, you may have seen the videos that Doc had been liking. I don't know um, what your proclivities are in this realm. Um, I am, of course, a man of God. I don't know anything about 
these sorts of activities they were doing. Um, but Doc's uh, likes were of a hardcore porn and people really giving it to each other. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I mean, the, the likes are just uh, a couple people and many different, what was it, nine different videos of people really bumping uglies. Um, and I just, and it was just wild to see. And a lot of people were really having fun on the internet and I thought it was hilarious. And a while after that, they were deleted. And, and it, you know, in between that, there was like Doc's political takes, like Doc's, you know, Democratic, um, this is Joe Biden. He loves the Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project, right. Okay. And, then, and then it's like, you know, whatever, fuck me silly, dot com. You know, I don't fucking know. It's like insane. So <laughs> the next morning, uh, our own Paul Hudrick here at Liberty Ballers said uh, he confirmed through a source. Now, this I do think went to lots of folks uh, that Doc Rivers' Twitter account was compromised and the team was I working die. overnight to address it. All of the content, all of the content has since been unliked, and Rivers has full access to his account again. Dan, I ask you, do you believe that hackers got into Doc's account and liked and only liked like random porn tweets and then left the account? No, absolutely not. No, that didn't happen. Um, Maybe the 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 best thing I could believe for Doc is that someone else runs his Twitter, but I'm not sure that that is true because he doesn't tweet much, so I don't think that he uses it enough to have someone else run it. Um, so I would say that Doc went on Twitter, didn't realize everyone could see his likes, liked a bunch of porn tweets, and went to bed. And then woke up in the morning, saw everyone was mad, and <laughs> the Sixers told Paul that Doc's account was compromised, whatever that means. And I think that's what happened. Why do you think he was liking them? To save them for later? Um, yeah, I mean, he's old, right? Like, maybe he didn't know people could see his likes, and he didn't didn't know that you could, like, uh, can't you, like, book, bookmark a tweet? I don't bookmark you can, tweet, but I believe you, you can, can bookmark book. tweets. Doc probably didn't know that. He's old, right? Like, right. Sorry, I'm not fine. Yeah, I. It feels like if you were going to hack into a very famous person's Twitter account, you would do more in there than to just like random lascivious tweets. I I don't know. Um, seems a bit odd to me. It seems more to me that that listen, there's nothing wrong with with taking part in those sorts of activities and and. As we're going to talk about later in the podcast, there's a lot worse shit that head coaches are doing and, and team leaders are doing. Get a burn. Or just don't don't like it. You don't have to like the tweet. Just right. Burn or go ahead and like it. I mean, listen, they're not going to, you know. He re he's representing the entire organization. Right. Um, uh, a lot of people were uh, saying that, like, the old Joel Embiid would have been uh, – tweeting about this i mean that would legitimately tear the team apart if joel had tweeted about this doc would never let him forget it and and they would come to blows um so this is a great a really fun wrinkle in the off season 
Ben Simmons uh, did a, an interview, if you want to call it that, on the J.J. Reddick Old Man and the Three podcast with his little buddy, Tommy. Um, this interview, I hate watched it. And you, you uh, told me that you just watched clips. I watched now, clips, yeah. I want to know, just give me your initial reaction uh, to the clips that you watched. Um, and I can, I, I did watch the whole thing and I can tell you uh, what my takeaways were. Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction was like, this is kind of classic Ben. Um, I was like, I, I was like glad to see that he seemed happy or whatever. Like I'm not wishing, you know, mental pain upon Ben or anything like that. And, you know, it, he said that he was struggling and he seems better. So in that sense, you know, good for him. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm happy to see that then. Um, but classic Ben also just in the sense of not really taking responsibility for a lot of things like, you know, the only time I heard him really take responsibility is when he said, you know, he should have handled the situation better. But like, like explaining away the passed up dunk, like, you know, still saying that like everyone was mad at him for one play when really it was in four of the seven games, he didn't attempt a field goal in the fourth quarter that yeah. that didn't get brought up. Didn't get brought up from what I saw that he shot 30 in like 37% from the foul line throughout the playoffs um, and still hasn't worked on his shot. Um, still saying that he doesn't need to shoot. Um, it's just classic Ben. And it's it's why I think, uh, and I don't, you know, I, we were always, I think, like, we were right about who Ben is. Um, and I don't mean that as like an insult to Ben, but Ben is not a, a usual NBA player. And I've said this before on this podcast, but like a lot of NBA, NBA players especially great players, even not like just players as good as Ben in general. Like Ben is still a very good player. Usually players at that level, when there's something they can't do, they have an arrogance of like, well, I'll show you, I can do that. I'm going to, I'm going to learn to do it. I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to come back and I'm going to prove all my doubters wrong. And Ben's mentality has always been an arrogance in the sense of I'm fine as I am. I don't need to get better at those things. I don't need to shoot. I don't need to develop my scoring ability and it's why it was so silly to me when you know ben was holding out in well there were the rumors of ben not talking to the team in the offseason after the hawk series and there were the ben apologists who had so much to say about like well like what if ben shows up to camp really motivated he apologizes <laughs> and he's learned how to shoot and he's going to be a shooter now and it was always so silly because like, I'm not trying to say that I know Ben Simmons or, or that like I know everything about Ben Simmons, but like he's pretty easy to read in that sense. And it's not something that he's ever felt the need to work on. It's still not something like classic Ben. He doesn't think he needs to work on this. He doesn't think that it was a problem. He doesn't, he, he has boiled it down probably for his own <laughs> mental well-being, which I somewhat get. He's boiled all of the frustrations with him down to one play so he can brush it off. It was one play, one bad play, which I had it back. But it wasn't. It was a lot more than that. It was the free throws. It was the not being aggressive on offense, passing the ball as soon as he gets it. Um, the, the, he talked more about, oh, I guarded Trey Young. You know, I guarded Trey the whole series. Like, we lost the series. Like, um, it, 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 he didn't do enough. And, and he's not 
ever going to accept that. This is not who he is. And I, like I said, I'm not trying to say I have a full read on Ben, but the reason I have, I think, been now, I think everyone kind of accepts who Ben is now. But the reason I was very ahead on, you know, I was low on Ben before that Hawk series, relatively. I still thought he was a good player, of course, but like relatively low on Ben before that Hawk series, relatively low on Ben before the holdout, before everyone was frustrated with him. And the reason is because I had somewhat of a read on on how he approached the game this way. That like, you know, the, it, it even boils back and, and all of this kind of got forgotten and got brought up again during the holdout when everyone was like, finally like not walking on eggshells around the Ben people and willing to talk about it. But like you hear Joel bring it up. Like he wanted Jimmy gone, right? Like that's not something who's, so that's not something that someone whose first priority is winning does. And that has always been my read on Ben. And I think, I think that, you know, obviously we're at a point now, Ben's not gonna be able to learn to shoot. He's, he's too old. He's, he hasn't changed his form in too long. It's horrible. He looks horrible shooting the ball. Um, but like, it was it was classic Ben in there, like minimizing his deficiencies, minimizing his mistakes. Um, and I get it. You know, it's been he, he has had to come to terms with everything that happened, too. And maybe that's part of that for him. But it's really not based in the reality of how his time ended here, in my opinion. Um, and it's, it's just kind of classic Ben, like even before all this it's how Ben approached things. Um, so, like I said, um, main takeaway is he looked happy and, you know, good for him. It's not our problem anymore as Sixers fans that he approaches the game this way. But it's how he's always pushed the game. And it's clear that's how he's still approaching everything related to this. And if I were a Nets fan, it wouldn't make me super thrilled to have watched that. So, yeah, I mean, he went on JJ's podcast, which is like, he's his friend and like, it's awful, you know, I, exactly. So I had a friend who texted me, like, uh, these questions were ridiculous. Like they weren't, he wasn't, his feet weren't held to the fire on anything. It's like, yeah, but I wasn't expecting, you know, he, you know, he didn't go on, a journalist podcast he went on jj's podcast and, and it's his first time talking at length you know after this whole thing like i i wasn't expecting anything i i did hope that he was going to be asked directly about joel which he wasn't um but it came off very clearly that he hates joel and that like you know what i mean like it's very clear that ben hates a lot of players on the team and that he fucking hates doc like that's very clear um yeah, and JJ just, uh, you know, the way he asked the question about the Atlanta series was only about that one play, which is just, un, like, completely missing the point. Like, of course people talk about that play because that play was, like, it was uh, uh, sort of... It was symbolic of... It was like other. a meme of the series. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it, it, was, was, it was like, it wasn't a one-off. It was like, oh my God, this guy won't take a shot. And look how much he won't take a shot. Yes. No, and, and how petrified he was of shooting free throws because there was a guy there under the basket and he could have fouled him as he went up. Like Not almost under the basket, but not really. <laughs> right. So, like, but the whole thing was that he was completely absent the whole time in the series. But also this had happened over and over in the playoffs against any team worth playing. Like, you know. So that was that was really not, and also he had stagnated for years and years offensively. Like he hadn't done anything to improve, and actually regressed offensively from his rookie year. So like, I mean, you look at his he wasn't asked about any of that before the injury. Even like you go all the way back to coming out of college, 
and you watch him in the summer league, he was a much more creative passer. Yeah, right. He was much more aggressive going to the basket, and he looked like a future superstar. Like, I I fully thought Ben would be a top 10 player in the NBA when I watched him come in. Even, and I, you know, at that time, it was reasonable to, I mean, he took three threes in college, but he was one for three. The elbow wasn't nearly as bowed out when he shot. And it was completely reasonable to think he could be a very, very good offensive player. Never had. Right. So, uh, you know, there was the dispute about, there was the Shams report that, like, Joel and Matisse and Danny and all those guys were going to go out to LA and Ben told them not to come. Now, when asked about that, Ben said that um, they had all summer to go and visit him and they didn't. So when they tried to do that, he was like, they had all summer and then they didn't. So then I heard Zach Lowe and Ramona talking about it. And Ramona said, well, he didn't respond to their calls all summer. So how could they have done that? Like, were they just supposed to doorstep him and just like roll up? Like Doc Rivers had reached out to him all summer and he didn't respond to any of his calls. So uh, yeah, it's just, you know, there was, you know, as I watched it, like there's nothing in there that really would have made me satisfied like you know so it's not like he could have said anything that would have as a Sixers fan made me feel good like don't like him think he stinks you know like um he but was, you're, you're right he does seem he does seem content in a way which is right. like nice to see you know the fact that he talked for an hour and a half I think is is uh evidence of that it um, was it was Weird to see, not that I expected him to like go on and like shit talk Sixers fans because I don't, I think he just knows that like that's not really worth doing for him. Um, but it can't be true that he loves the Sixers fans. I mean, it was very weird that like, on, man. I mean, it's been clear like the leaks from his camp that like we have been blamed for a lot of this, which and we've talked about before. Like, I mean, as someone who was not a Ben guy, like to sit at that game five with you guys and like cheer him as he made a free throw, like really cheer him felt so pathetic. Like it felt pathetic at the time. And luckily I had enough beers. I was willing to do it. Um, But like, it was like somewhat sincere. Like it wasn't a sarcastic cheer. It was like the fans were really pulling for him, really supporting him. And then immediately we were like thrown under the bus, like because he got booed off the court for playing like garbage and losing to a team that we should have absolutely beaten. So I think it's, it's frustrating to, I guess, not have, you know, and it's what's going to happen as Ben like tries to like come back into the league and like get some favor back in the league. But like a lot of these things that happened like during the holdout at the beginning of it, where it was like messy and like blame being thrown around from his camp constantly um, with like these leaks to the media, like they're not going to be revisited. It's just going to be like, yeah, Ben said this, and we're going to pretend he didn't. You know, uh, the um, they asked him about uh, getting thrown out of Sixers practice. Um, ben said, you know, the whole holdout was never about money. Now, everybody was saying, take his money, take his money. And Ben was like, I don't care about the money. I wanted peace. And JJ smartly asked him, then why did you show up to practice that time or those two times? And Ben said, in a way, I was trying to, like, do the right thing. I was trying to do the right thing, which I don't... I think those were exactly his words, actually. Right. Like, I don't really 
get that because he at the time like it's very clear that he hated the guys on the team so like who are you trying to do the right thing by it seemed to me it always seemed pretty clear that he was trying to get his checks when he showed up to play anyway <coughs> he excuse me he showed up to practice and he was just sleepwalking and he explains that he was really mad that like he was just like not there and he tells doc at the beginning like yo i'm here but like I, i'm not gonna participate and doc was like all right we'll see about that and doc throws him into practice and ben's just like basically like walking around doing nothing and then doc throws him out and it's like i don't blame doc for that like you're here like what the fuck are you doing here like either be here or stay the fuck home like so i don't blame doc for that like you know, so that that's how he describes. He said he didn't have his phone in his pocket. He had his jersey in his pocket. Certainly more fun if he had a phone in pocket. But I I, I think he's probably right about that. Um, so yeah, that that's how he described that. Yeah, it's such a it's a tough thing because mental health is different for everyone, and right. everyone has different reactions to things. Everyone handles things differently. Right. But like, it's just it's just hard to feel sympathy for him for being asked to practice, like. Even if he's going through, well, he just shouldn't but, have gone. Like, like just people, you know, people yeah. have to show up to work all the time while they're struggling with their mental health. And I'm not saying that that's always fair. Um, but if Ben really felt that way, then yeah, don't go. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it's a tough thing, and um, you know, I I'm not you know trying to speculate on that right now. But it was, I I will just say, you know, I. I've seen a lot of people who have had the reaction of, you know, being offended by how Ben has handled this because, you know, and maybe that's not fair to Ben, but like people do feel he's been insincere about this, that he has used this to get his money, right? Because it came after he said his back was hurt and the team looked at it and said, your back's fine. Um, and there are people who, who, you know, on Twitter say, well, you know, that's, it's not, you know, right how he handled it. He, he used it as an excuse to, you know, not go to work and get his money. And, you know, he seemed, you know, like it didn't seem like it was a problem until just now. Um, now, I don't know. It's such a hard thing, right? Because, you know, you can be struggling with your mental health and that doesn't preclude you from working. Or you could have, you know, maybe it does preclude you from working. And the language in the CBA was very vague about it. So it's a, it's a tough topic and it's a tough topic to talk about because we'll never really know. Um, but it was it was a very very weird situation and yeah it's hard to blame doc when the guy ignores you all summer has a trade request in shows up and mopes when you're trying to you know you're also trying to like have the rest of the team not be mopey and like be ready for the season and like get motivated to like play as a group and so i think it's you know ben was clearly not happy with how doc handled it but i think it's a it is a tough situation on doc and doc can't only go about it like oh, Ben's down, I can't play him. Like, I, I think that that's a really hard ask. And, you know, yeah, the maybe, if that was really true, the best solution is probably not to go. Yeah, I mean, just, just happy it's over for, for everybody involved. Yeah, including for Ben. <laughs> yeah, um, 100%. I, he, like I said, he, he looks happy. Um, and, you know, if he was truly going through it that with that much of a struggle before that he couldn't even participate in practice and he now appears this happy 
then good for him. And I, and he definitely, I, I wish I, nothing negative on him back in that way. I hope he, he did, I, hope, yeah. I, I wish him no basketball success, but I wish yeah. him complete happiness in life. Absolutely. Yes. He definitely eventually had a back thing because he, uh, right. you know, whenever that, I mean, he had back surgery. That's, that's a real thing. So, yeah. Um, all right. Celtics coach Ime Udoka um, has been suspended by the Celtics for a full year and seems to me like he's never going to coach for them again. Yeah, what, what kind um, of, you can't suspend your own coach for a full year and then be like, and then yeah, be like, all right, he may get back in. Here. <laughs> um, so the reporting on this has been really weird and uh, kind of irresponsible, in my opinion. Uh, the first report was from Woj, who said that uh, sort of vaguely like Celtics coach Ime Udoka is facing a long suspension. And then he said it's for a consensual affair or him and Sham said this. Now, a lot of the internet was saying, why would he be suspended for a consensual affair? And it was with a female staffer. Um, consensual affair with a female staffer. Now, it's in the Celtics rules that you cannot have an affair with a um, member of the staff. Like, like that's part of the rules that you cannot is do that. that. Is, do the rules say strictly affair? Or like, can you start a relationship and like tell HR or something? I believe that you probably have to go above board and like do things like that. Now, <clears throat> people kept saying like, why would you ever be suspended for this length of time? Like they lumped in the Robert Sarver, like he got suspended for the same length of time with this. Like, to me, it always seemed like there's a lot more that we don't know right now. So I would not like, I would not jump on like, poor Ime, like he's getting screwed here. Like, no, dude, he's probably a fucking shithead who did something wrong. And like, and Sean don't, don't run with the word consensual here. And, mm -hmm. and like, just think that everything was fine. And, uh, and what were we about to say? Sean's report? Well, the Sean, well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll just add that like, you know, the word consensual isn't, I don't think always is like super clear, right? Like, yeah, like power is, dynamics. And right. Like is, if there was a quid pro quo, is that consensual? Like probably right. not. Um, even if, it, you know what I mean? And then you also have, you know, the Shams aspect of things, which Shams reported that he made unwanted comments toward the staffers. And that's why right. this was figured out basically as she reported it to the organization. So, yeah. So he was making unwanted comments, uh, toward her, um, which obviously made her uncomfortable. Um, also, you know, all of yesterday or two days, whenever you're listening to this a few days ago, uh, people online were doing horrible things with guessing who the woman was, which is terrible. But also the Celtics, with obviously leaking the story and giving out very little information as to like, not, not exactly, I don't want them to put out the names necessarily, but they put out basically no information as to like Yudoka's involvement or like what exactly is is the status of what's going on, it leads to just people running rampant with this. So um I think it's still leaks it ahead of time. Like yeah. So yeah, I mean it's fucked up and I think that Yudoka seems like a bad guy for this. And um I can't imagine him ever coaching for them again. I mean Oh, also Joe Mazzulla, the guy that they uh, put in as the interim head coach, domestic battery in 2009. So the Celtics are really cleaning things up over there. Um, 
yeah, any other thoughts on this uh, situation here? No, I mean, I don't know nearly enough to talk about this and I don't think anyone really does, so. It seemed like, you know, uh, Lo and Ramona talked about this as well and they, they really intimated that like, there are some ugly details that will be coming out about this where you'll be like, you'll understand more uh, clearly why the length of the suspension is what it is and all of that. No, it definitely, the length of the suspension is like, it seems like them hoping he resigns too, which like, I don't know why you don't just fire him at that point, but it seems kind of cowardly. They don't fire, they don't fire him because they don't want to pay the salary. Oh yeah, right. So exactly. Yeah. So, which is also like a, like kind of cowardly, yeah. Exactly, cowardly. Um, but um, if he's fired with that kind of cause, though, you know, it's not, it's not like losing games. Like, I don't know what his contract looks like, but like, if you violate a, you know, organizational rule and you're, you know, have have you know treated women poorly in the workplace, then it seems like that could be, you know, a lot of contracts would have an out for that kind of thing. So you I, would think so, right? Um. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, well, we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back with the second half here. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Jay Crowder uh, is on the block with the Phoenix Suns. Um, he tweeted this morning and deleted that uh, there was like a training camp tweet about the Suns. And he said 99, which is his number, won't be there. Um, do you want him? And would you trade your favorite player, Matisse Thibault, to get him? Yeah, do you, want, do you want Jay Crowder? What do you think? I do want Jay Crowder. Um, I think he's still a good player. He's been helpful with the Suns. Um, I'm not like fully sold on him as like a playoff defender. Like, he's not going to be Tucker, um, but he's a good shooter and he's taller and he, he's, an, he's still like a decent defender. Um, and I feel like he's had a bit of a, like a revival in Phoenix. Like he was 
just kind of eh for a while. Um, and he's been like a really helpful player for them. Uh, maybe he's just, you know, how role players go, like he might just be in a better role for him. But, you know, I would be very happy to have Crowder. Um, I would definitely trade Matisse for him, but I would trade Matisse for whatever at this point. Um, I think that Crowder, you know, makes us bigger. Like we, I, I think we need a little bit of size and we signed a 6'6 power forward and a 6'8 center. Uh, they're going to be in our rotation right now. So, um, you know, Crowder is a bigger forward, which is nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to have him on the Sixers. I think he would play. Um, he can, you know, play the three if needed and, um, you know, probably be a, a helpful rebounder there. But uh, I don't think he really wants to come here. Now, he might be open to it. I, it seems like he wants to go to Miami. Um, but you know, I would be happy to get Crowder and definitely would trade like Matisse and Corkmiles or whatever it takes because uh, I don't think you're in great shape if either of those guys are in your playoff rotation. Yeah, um, Crowder is good and helpful and, you know, he would basically take over the uh, Niang spot uh, as the backup for <clears throat> and, you know, switchable defender, another dog, great. Uh, why not? I would definitely do that. Last thing I forgot to say about the uh, Udoka thing is that, like, this is the last thing the Celtics want to do. Like, the Celtics do not want to suspend their head coach who just had, like, an amazing season and brought the Celtics to the finals for a calendar, like, for a full season and probably never had them coach again. Like, so he, something fucked up happened. Like, like if they could sweep this under the rug, they absolutely would, and something really wrong went, went on here. So, like, I would rest assured that, like, they're not doing this for no reason and they're not being, like, overly cautious on this. I do think that, like, something really wrong happened. All right. Um, speaking of something wrong happening, Robert Sarver, rampant racist and sexist. So he has decided to sell the team after Adam Silver levied a very soft penalty, which was, like, a year uh, suspension and uh, what was it? 10 million? Uh, now, <coughs> Sarver, Adam Silver had horrible quotes on this. Uh, he said, there are particular rights here to someone who owns an NBA team as opposed to someone who is an employee. It's different than holding a job, which I, I, I know is probably like literally true. And he can't force, he can't unilaterally force uh, Sarver to sell the team. He would have to get uh, all the board governors to vote on that. But my issue was like, why wouldn't you just suspend him indefinitely? Why wouldn't you just suspend him, which he can do, for way longer than one year? What does it really mean to suspend an owner? He can't operate the team. But like, how much is he involved in the day-to-day -day of the team anyway? Versus, well, that varies, versus right? just profiting, like either either way, he's profiting off the team. Yes, he would he would still profit off the team, but like basically, he can lord over their decisions, and he can't um, attend the games, and he can't you know probably make the team a lot better, and then he make more money. So, right, Phoenix has hated him since way before all of this came out. So, it seemed very odd to me that the suspension was so light. Um, after this happened, LeBron James, Chris Paul tweeted about, you know, not approving of this. 
Um, some sponsors dropped out from the Suns. Um, and then Sarver announced that he's going to open up a sale for the team uh, because cancel culture got him. And he said, you know, in this unforgiving climate, you know, there's no path to forgiveness. Uh, what are your thoughts on this saga? Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I'm not sure how much Adam Silver could have done. Not that I'm an Adam Silver defender or anything, but like, like you said, like the other owners need to agree to have him sell the team. And I don't think that they wanted that to happen. Like, I, the, a, the, a good portion of the owners are definitely like, you know, people who have, you know, done racist and sexist things in the workplace. Um, 100%. So it's not like, and like, you know, it doesn't, it's not like a, it, it sounds ridiculous to say that, you know, his racist and sexist things weren't motivated by racism and sexism, which is what the league found. But what in the world was that quote? But you have to remember that, like, Adam Silver is speaking on behalf of the other owners who we just agreed probably think this way. And right. so I'm not defending it. But what I'm saying is, like, <clears throat> you know where it's coming from. And it's coming from a place of the other owners don't think this is something that they would should have to sell the team for. They could, they could somewhat see themselves in this. At least enough of them could somewhat see themselves in this. And it's not like the Donald Sterling brand of racism where it was – um, you know, so abhorrent to them. Like they were, they were. Well, there's actually, no tape. There's no smoking gun. There, right. Th this was at least somewhat okay with them. Um, if, and I want to be clear. This is not a defense of that. This is not a defense of the owners or of Adam Silver or of Sarver by any means. I'm just saying, it seems clear where this is coming from. It seems clear why he wasn't told to sell the team. Like. Um, Sterling was, which is that the owners didn't think he should have to. Um, and, you know, it was always going to be the sponsors pull out and that's when Sarver sells the team, um, right? Because that he doesn't want you and my forgiveness and he doesn't want the forgiveness of, um, you know, Black people or of women. Like, he doesn't care about that. He cares about the forgiveness of the people who make him money, which is, you know, the sponsors of the team. And he didn't have their forgiveness and that's when he decided to sell. And right. that's how it was always going to go. Um, it was kind of predictable. Um, I think it's a bad look for for the NBA, like everyone involved. Again, it's not, I'm not defending it, but like I just think that that's my take on it is that's exactly what happened. Steve sneezing. A lot of sneezes, Steve. All right, here we go. The birds are two and zero. You have nothing else to say on that. That's your that's your transition. Hang on. I agree with you. I think you're right. And, uh, yeah. I, uh, who do you think is going to own the Suns? Jeff Bezos? You love him. Thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> I think, I think that the other owners would hate that. Yeah. Like, he's too rich, I think. Yeah. He's too, he's too rich and too famous. Well, and he's too, I think that, like, it would be a disadvantage to the other team for him to own them. Like, if he could find like like he if he's interested in something, it's clear he's like not afraid to like blow money on it, like going to space. Like, unfortunately, he hasn't found an interest in like climate change or you know, the housing <laughs> crisis or anything like that. But yeah, maybe they're not that interesting. Yeah. No, they're not interesting topics. Uh, but he, you know, if he got really into the team, like 
you know, you see like Cuban, like going to all the games and stuff. And like, if Bezos got into the Suns in that way, like you could see them spending so far over the cap and way into the tax because like, it's relatively nothing to him. And he would, you know, <laughs> would be a hero in Phoenix and, you know, would be able to wear the championship rings and stuff. And maybe people would think he's cool. I wouldn't, but someone might. Um, right. So yeah, I think that the other owners wouldn't love that, but that doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. I think he's, I think he has a good shot at it. No one's outbidding him, so should we buy them? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could probably, you know, pull together, uh, you know, maybe like one, 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 one millionth of the asking price, something like that. No, you're joking. I'm saying me, you, Emily, and Drew. Now, oh. now we can actually. So I'll be a, I'll be a minority owner. Then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys will handle it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd be fine cool. with that because you know you guys. I know you guys value my input, so um, I think you know I could as as the majority owners, I could help you guys out um, yeah. in with and you know maybe help represent the team with my minority stake. I mean, Emily, all of me. all of Sixers Twitter already hates me, but maybe I'll have better luck with Suns Twitter. So we'll Suns Twitter, yeah, we can definitely do it. Yeah, Srikar, they'd like us. All right. Uh, Birds are two and zero. Are you a believer in Jalen Hurts? You tweeted something where you were like, something like, "I love Jalen Hurts." Something like that. So I, I was at the Vikings game. Oh, how was it? I thought about going, but I didn't. It was so great. Also, why were you in Philly? You didn't say hi to me. Because I was there. In and out. Yeah. So I was definitely a Jalen skeptic last year. Yeah. Um, didn't see. Uh, l- l- liked him as a guy a lot. Um, there's nothing not to like about Jalen. Um, didn't see the arm talent. I, uh, he was not, didn't have a strong arm, wasn't accurate, uh, played poorly. Uh, and I think from where he was starting at, it was a long way for him to become a very good quarterback, the kind of quarterback you want to win around. Um, I am very happy to say that I appear to be very wrong on that. And Jalen looks phenomenal. And he's definitely looking like a quarterback that you want to build around, that you want to extend after this year like the quarterback of the future for the Eagles. Um, it's only been two games, of course. Um, and I, I say that just to not get ahead of myself, not to say that he's not the real deal or anything like that. Um, Jalen looks awesome. Like I thought he looked great against the Vikings. Um, he, you know, still has the one critique would be he has a tendency to, you know, put his head down when the rush comes, but I thought he was better with that against Minnesota um, and running the ball. He looks really, really good. Like, I think especially now that he's more of a passing threat, running's become easier, but he's so strong. He's hard to tackle. Um, he's not that tall, and he's, he doesn't look that big. Like, he looks strong, but he doesn't look that big. But, like, he runs over guys in a way that, like, most quarterbacks don't. Like, in a, in that a run where they got him at the five, and he right. just turned I mean, and got in. This will not be a popular comparison, but that was, like, that reminded me of how Carson would run, but way faster, but, like, how strong Carson was when he was like still good with the Eagles or like, you know, Cam Newton in his prime, like those, but those guys are so much bigger than Jalen, but Jalen is like as strong as them. Like Jalen is a strong, strong guy. Um, and he runs strong, which I love. It's fun to watch. Um, I thought his accuracy looks so much better. Um, you can tell the team loves him. Um, and yeah, I was like, I'm excited for, you know, I'm excited for Sunday's game. Uh, it was a ton of fun to watch on Monday. The defense was great. Slay was great. And Jalen looks absolutely legit. Absolutely legit. So I am I'm definitely on board with Jalen. Uh, he looks phenomenal. Any uh, prediction for 
Jalen against Carson? Yeah. Birds win. Come on. They're going to kill him. They're gonna, I, I just think they're going to kill him. Like, I, I think, you know, there's going to be a ton of Birds fans there. They're going to kill him. All right. Good stuff. Um, Dan, if we went to the Gastro Blues likes, would we find anything anything in there? I hope not. If 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 so, you were I don't have access to the account. I was not <laughs> compromised. Uh, however, and we are uh, working to we are working to get it back. The past Yeah, I we're working to get it back. It's yeah. You know, hopefully by the morning, you know, I'll, I'll have one of you guys put out a statement. To yeah. Talk. Okay. We'll have Drew put out a statement. Yeah. We're working to get the password back. All right. Good stuff. Um, well, I guess your blues pod. Uh, Steve J. Littman, third and girl, DA Pounce 13. The Gastro Blues Pod, a Sixers podcast on YouTube. Uh, big episode coming next week. Um, and uh, uh, go ahead and listen. And uh, that's it. Go birds. And uh, be safe and be great. We did it. Lovely. Another, another perfect episode. Another, another perfect episode. God bless. Goodbye. Yeah. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.